Hello, and welcome to The Vinyl Floor. I'm Christian. I'm Randy. How you doing, Randy? Doing good, man. We had a uh, couple weeks off, but uh, good, to, good to be back. Yeah, y'all don't feel that. Feel that strain, that distance. Sure that. But uh, I sure did. It really, Randy, you got to realize something. Uh-huh. And I think you do realize this. You don't got to realize this. The audience needs to realize something. When you're a man of a certain age, as we are, when you sure. are, we are men of a certain age. Uh, when one of your buds, one of your th- three friends goes out of town for an extended period <laughs> yeah. of time, your window of activities, <laughs> of things to do socially dwindles. Yeah, I feel that. Uh, Randy, I was bored without <laughs> you, my you? friend. <laughs> Dang. There wasn't a lot going on. I did hang out with you seeing a Nick a little bit. Those are my other two friends. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> but outside of that, I was like, I got nothing to look forward to on Friday now. Other true, than true. I do the gym and then what? And then I sit. Sit. I go to a record store alone. Yeah. That could be okay. It was it was fine. Yeah. Well, yeah. Could be back though. I, I yeah. feel the same. I mean, I was with a family and did see a friend in New York for a couple of days. Uh, so I was very. Uh, you saw some music? Yeah, I saw a band called Roswell Kid. Do you know them? Oh, yeah. I know. Uh, not like super well, but I'm familiar with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't uh, really familiar with them at all, but my friend Madeline, who I visited in uh, Astoria, Queens, uh, she's really into them, and she had a ticket. She's like, do you want to go? I was like, sure. So, uh, yeah, they, uh, yeah, they were on Side One Dummy. That's why I know them. They okay. were like kind of like indie punky type shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah they were a, a lot of fun. I think they're playing here in the next... I think in like September or something, actually. If you had asked me if they were still a band, I would have probably said no. Yeah. So it, it's neat. I think they've been around a while. Together. Yeah. yeah, they have been around a while, but I have not heard from them since like, yeah, since like 2017. So, oh, well. Yeah. yeah. Damn. And that's, I think, when Side One Dummy went down. So that makes sense. Well, I don't got a lot of updates. The album, the Claude albums, I'll listen to it at this point. Nice. Motherfuckers listen to it. Enjoy it. Uh, are we on tour at this point in this episode? We might be on tour right now. Uh, if we're on tour, go to it. You can, that's cool. Uh, today, we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about a bunch, too many albums. Yeah. A lot. Quite, quite a few. We're doing, uh, what is that? Two, four, seven, seven fucking albums. Seven albums. It's too many. One of them's over an hour. Oops. But, uh, overall, it's all good. Yeah, it wasn't a slog. Stuff. Yeah, no, there's not no not a slog to get through. Uh, and we're kicking things off today with uh, an album I don't believe you were familiar with. Not correct? at all. Uh, I believe it is pronounced Aksak Maboul. Alors là, c'est comme vous voyez, il y a Aksak Maboul, et puis avec nous, il y a close enough. Close enough. And the album is called Figures. This is from the year 2020. Uh, this came out on the label Crammed Discs, and it is, uh, I didn't realize this until reading the Pitchfork review, but mm-hmm. it is, uh, according to that review, it's a double album. Okay. Which is why it is an hour and 15 minutes long. Yeah, yeah, So that makes sense. Uh, it is, uh, what is it? What's the st- art rock? Yeah, uh, Wikipedia says they're a Belgian avant rock band founded yeah. in 1977, which I didn't realize either. Oh but- yeah, they've been around for a while. This is the only thing I know by them, though. I didn't. Okay. I didn't yeah, go yeah. back, and they have an album out from this year that I still haven't listened. Saw that to. as well too. Yeah. I need to check that out. But uh, 
yeah, I don't know. It's, um, it's definitely very arty. Uh, there's a lot of like sort of free jazz influence, yes. I feel. A lot of like. They're Belgian. Yeah. A lot of right. uh, yeah. weird synth stuff. There's like a lot of like French or Belgian pop sort of sounds. Like there's a lot of like lot of French. catchy stuff too. A lot of French stuff going on. There's a lot of, um, I read into it a little bit, there's a lot of uh, discussion it lyrically uh, with like gender stuff okay. going on. Yeah. Um, and that is uh, why there's such a back and forth vocally in a lot of the songs yeah. uh, between, um, their, I believe they're husband and wife or at least partners, Okay. Um, the two vocalists. But it uh, is specifically like focused on like that era of, culture of like the 60s like gender in the 60s i believe is like the quote-unquote concept okay cool and it's not just in um belgian and french and stuff it's uh or what's the language in belgium (laughs) good question yeah i don't know i i feel like there's a lot of french on here but uh i I just watched john early's special yeah yeah, yeah. i watched that uh about a week ago it's good i enjoyed it quite a bit very fun uh but i really connected with his whole like i don't know anything yeah (laughs) so me being like what do they speak in belgium i don't fucking know anything (laughs) the schools taught me nothing other than how to be a bass (laughs) (laughs) it was really good check out the john early special so like the uh (laughs) the note before it comes on it says like play this film loud bitch (laughs) yeah it was fucking great. So good. The parents. Oh, yeah. It was awesome. Uh, Hannah and I actually watched that last night. So it's nice. very fresh on my brain. Um, yeah, the, there are uh, English lyrics too. It all bounces around and stuff. What caught me the most with this album, um, I remember, I think I found it because of the Pitchfork review. Uh, I just looked at Pitchfork one day, saw it, and I was like, that sounds interesting. I'll give it a try. Yeah. Um, it's the what is it say say Charles? i think so Charles? yeah yeah um second track technically but first full track there's an intro track i don't know what is making that noise at the very beginning mm-hmm. you know what i'm talking about i think so yeah it is one of the most satisfying things my brain has ever heard Like it's just, and I knew I didn't care. I ordered the album. Like I heard like those noises and I was like this, the rest of this could suck shit. doesn't (laughs) matter. Like this song is like scratching something so deep in me. Uh, So spoiler alert, that's. uh, Is that like one of the singles, I guess, technically too? I I feel like there was like a video for it or something I saw on YouTube. Yeah, that one. And uh, I think there was another one. I don't remember exactly. Besides uh, the like interlude songs too, that's the one that yeah. seems like the most uh, lengthwise, like it could be a single. Oh yeah, yeah, that's fair. Uh, the other, there is a lot of like really uh, much longer songs on here. Um, a yeah. good handful over six minutes. The final tracks eight and a half minutes. Yeah, um, I like probably one of my favorite uh, is six forty two. It's uh, drama school. Drama school. Oh yeah, I wrote that I really liked the back and forth of the uh, vocal in that one a lot. Okay, yeah, yeah. and um, one of them s- speaks English, yep. and it's kind of like spoken word. Um, but yeah, that song is, uh, you go on a journey with that song, it's kind of like, it's almost like uh, a distillation of sort of like what this whole album is in like one song. Like you kind of mm. get like some poppy stuff, you get some weird kind of just like 
minimalist groovy stuff like up front and then it gets like weirder and it gets like poppier and it's and like like odd ambient bits and yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's yeah. there's a lot here in in an hour and 15 minutes uh they take their time to explore it for like sure. i wrote on uh, the track taciturn that it even has like danny elfman vibes at okay. times like yeah very orchestral and big and for sure theater kitty but in in the cool in the more cool danny elfman way not yeah like an actual theater kid totally uh i think in general a lot of it just to me maybe just because i watch like too much french new wave stuff but it feels like it could be a soundtrack to like a noir film totally. or something like a lot of it this there's going to be another album that we cover eventually uh by this artist that goes by bastion keb mm-hmm um, and I believe the album is called The Killing of Eugene Peeps. Okay. Uh, and it reminds me a lot of this album because this feels like it could be a soundtrack to a film. And that album mm. was written as a soundtrack to a film that doesn't exist. Oh, cool. So he wrote, he wrote like music for a movie that he would like to make, but yeah, yeah, yeah. it doesn't exist. So huh. this kind of feels very similarly like they, instead of making a movie, they made an album. That very yeah. well could oops tell a story or a movie or something. Yeah, for sure. It kind kind of reminds me of um, which I haven't listened to a lot of their shit, but I've seen their documentary uh, Sparks. Oh, I loved that documentary Same. so much. Yeah. That's the best Edgar Wright movie since fucking uh, Scott Pilgrim. Okay. Yeah, yeah. In my opinion, um, but they have a lot of like cinematic references, just like in titles and like lyrics yeah. and stuff, yeah, and yeah. like they you know eventually wrote a musical slash movie. I still Annette, need to see it. Yeah, which uh, I think is great. Um, Holy Motors director, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Who I'm forgetting his name Me right too. now. Leos Carax. Yep. Yeah. Great. Great movie. I actually missed them in um, Boston. They played the oh, last night I was there. Dang. I like thought about going solo, but I had like a 8 a.m. flight the next morning and I was like, eh. Yeah. Oh, that would have been cool. I really like their song, uh, I Wish You Were Fun. Okay. I think it's I know that one. Yeah. very infectious and... Uh, biting. <laughs> I love. I love their very snarky lyrics. Yeah. Sparks is fun. I don't know them super well either. I mo- and I was introduced to them through the documentary. Same. So. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Looking at the rest of my notes for this. Um. Let me see. Oh, I really liked the uh song formerly known as Defile, which has a lot of like bloops and bleeps on it. Okay. And yeah, I like yeah. a good bloop and a good bleep. Uh, Same. but it grows into like this guitar solo. Yeah, thing yeah. for like a passage at the end that's really cool is it like shreddy guitar sort Not, of yeah well for there, them for sure yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah it, it's it, it was a cool progression of a track and i don't think that one is yeah, that one's not even one of the longer ones. It's uh, three minutes and 20 seconds long. So for how it flows, I thought that was really sweet. Yeah. And I've listened to this album a decent amount, <clears throat> but I'd never I realized I'd never like actively listened to it it had always just been on sure. i've listened to that f- first song the first one that i love mm-hmm. a lot a fuck ton uh but everything else was kind of more just background while like hannah and i were playing scrabble or something or it was just yeah. on in the house um there's a uh, a great video that i watched on youtube uh, i think it's just the what is it cram discs yeah i think it's just their youtube page um i think it's like from two three years ago them performing Histoire de Fou. Mm, mm-hmm. um, and it's really cool. It's a, probably like a six minute ish song. Um, another really great song. But um, yeah, uh, they're, so I guess the two main members are sort of older since they've been around, since, or at least one of them has been around since like the 70s. Yeah. But um, 
they have some some younger folks playing like a guitar and a bass and synthesizers and stuff. Their guitarist looked kind of like a younger Johnny Greenwood. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I actually think like you could make a jump from Radiohead to like this type of stuff. Too. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. There's definitely a conversation there. And I'm curious what their other stuff sounds like. I want to know if Same. like this is like particularly different from the rest of their catalog. Yeah. Cause like the artwork of their newer album, uh, feels more like organic. I don't know. Like the, I'm very, I haven't sat with this, so I don't want to make any assumptions, but the artwork of the yeah. newer one looked a little darker to me. Some of their other stuff looks, uh, a little more playful. I'm very, very curious because they have been around forever. So yeah, same. Uh, overall, really dig this album. It is not, um, it's not one that I revisit often, but it's one that I'm very glad that I have in the collection just as like a little, yeah, a little oddity that when I remember that I have it, I'm like, Oh cool. Let me sit with that. That's a cool record. Yeah. And it is like an album album. It's not one where yeah. you're like, besides the first, it's a double track. LP. It's a gatefold. It, the album is very cohesive. The The yeah. opening track is not the only good track. I also really love, uh, retour Chez a or whatever. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that song's great. Uh, the one that you mentioned, I do not have it written down. What was it? The histoire de yeah. Fou. That song rules, formerly known as Defile, it may be, instead of Defile, but whatever. Yeah. A lot of shit. They've got westerny, like a little westerny bit on yeah. the untranslatable. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. A little kind of western passage going on. It's it's a really cool album. Uh, if you're into... When I say to some people, experimental is like noise, but this sure. isn't noise. This is... Uh, there's elements. There's There are elements noise, at yeah. times, for sure. Um, but this is definitely experimental, avant-garde, art, rock, pop. Totally, yeah. Ish stuff. It was um, a uh, a great plane album. Oh, cool. Threw on the uh, noise-canceling headphones and uh, Ooh, listened nice. to it. nice. Yeah, cool. It was great. Cool, cool. Uh, any standout track for you specifically? Uh, no, just mostly the ones that I, I mentioned. I think, yeah, yeah. yeah, Drama School might be my favorite just because it, it's like a, such a distillation of sort of like the album kind of in one song. Mm -hmm. That's pretty fair. cool. Cool. Overall, good ass album. If you're not familiar with it, check out Aksak Maboul. I feel like it's not necessarily how I'm, it's, it's the emphasis that I'm putting on it. That's the problem. But my yeah. mouth doesn't like Maboul. It's probably, also I think it's probably like Aksak or something. Like Aksak Maboul. Oh Mabul. my God, it is probably Aksak. Something like that. Aksak Maboul. We don't know anything. Americans. I don't know a goddamn thing. Uh, okay, next up. I know a little bit more about this group. I have a history with this band. Nice. I owned their discography up to a point on CD. Hell yeah. I've, I only have ever owned this on vinyl, though, by then. Uh, I would love to own a, a handful of others, but... Uh, I just haven't bought them. Um, released in 2001. My pressing is from 2011. Pressed on orange, uh, though it does have some black smears in there. Um, this is Alkaline Trios from Here to Infirmary. Were you, I know you knew Alkaline Trio. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did you know this album or albums by them? Not really, no. I think I knew one song from it. Okay. That would make um, sense. There's I, a handful here that were like bigger. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I assume I've probably 
at least seen them before Mm -hmm. based on how many warp tours I went to when I was a kid and like other bands, um, them opening for someone or yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, they, they weren't ever huge for me. Um, I can't remember where are they from? Chicago. Okay. They're that, like born and bred Chicago band. That might be part of it for me too. Um, cause mm. I was really kind of like into, you know, the East Bay stuff or California stuff like Green Day, Osprey. Oh, yeah. And like you got all like fat records and all that shit. All out that there. type of yeah. stuff. Yeah. So I think is their drummer or their drummer at one time, was he from San Diego or California or something? Potentially they had, um, Mike, what's his name? Filmly, Mike Filmly. Um, who were these people? They briefly had Adam Willard. Okay, yeah, I think that's who I was thinking. Who's about, actually yeah. their drummer now again? Okay, uh, oh. their longtime drummer Derek Grant recently quit the band for he just doesn't want to tour like they tour anymore. Yeah. And Adam Willard is the definition of a road dog. <laughs> and uh, he fucking joined Alkaline Trio, which is funny because when their first drummer quit, he was the fill-in like uh, okay. 20 fucking years ago. Yeah. And now he, it's all come full circle. Adam Willard, if y'all will remember, is also the current drummer of Against Me, even though Against Me is currently inactive, it appears. Yeah. Um, Alkaline Trio is huge for me was huge for me um they were my first concert that i count as being uh my first concert because i went to a lot of like casting crowns uh fucking third day jar of clay type shit nice um from the church but first concert i chose to go to i want to go to this mother let me go mama (laughs) um was Reggie and the Full Effect opening for Alkaline Trio opening for My Chemical Romance on the oh, Three damn. Cheers for Sweet Revenge tour. <laughs> nice. I have never, up until that point in my seventh grade aged life, I had never heard a human being say fuck more than Gerard Way of My Chemical Romance on that stage while Solid. talking to the audience. I distinctly remember the lift your motherfucking fing- middle fingers in the motherfucking air, you motherfuckers. Just like, nice. this is a lot. Yeah. <laughs> this is a bit much. And I distinctly remember Alkaline Trio powered through their set, huh. played a fuck ton of songs, and hardly spoke to the audience. That's cool. And I thought I like it was that. cool as shit. Yeah. Uh, and I distinctly remember going because uh, of My Chemical Romance, but I knew Alkaline Trio because of Tony Hawk. Yeah. Underground. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The song Armageddon is in there, which is from this album. Okay, that's it probably the, the one that I recognized. Yeah. It was either Armageddon or Stupid Kid would be my guess. Those were like the big ones from yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, uh, But Armageddon uh, is an eternal song to me, uh, mostly for nostalgic reasons. I don't necessarily think it's like the pinnacle of songwriting or anything <laughs> like that. Uh, it just is me playing fucking Tony Hawk as a kid. And it's like sure. the best thing in the goddamn world. Great soundtracks. All those Truth. Things. I am begging for the Tony Hawk American Wasteland full soundtrack <laughs> to be on vinyl. I am huh. begging. I The covers that they got bands to do for that soundtrack are fucking. My Chemical Romance covering The Misfits. Uh, Thrice covering Minor Threat. Taking Back Sunday covering Descendants, Fallout Boy covering Gorilla Biscuits, and doing a really good job. Huh. Crazy shit. So fucking good. From Autumn to Ashes covering, I think, fucking 
There's so many of us. There's so many. I can't remember. It's Let's Start a War. I don't remember the name of the band okay. who does that song. Huh. Uh, great fucking soundtrack. Rewind. Alkaline Trio's on it too. <laughs> they cover uh, fucking Wash Away. Wash Away. I was going to say Ever Fallen in Love with Someone, but that was Thursday, I think. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yep. Um, which that soundtrack got me into the Buzzcocks. Oh, nice. Because of that cover. The soundtrack is so fucking important. Anyway, it got me into TSOL. It, so much, so much shit from oh, this yeah. soundtrack. Yeah, Tony Hawk. I remember that one. I was apparently, apparently, I'm one of the very few that actually liked that fucking game. <laughs> everyone else, I was completely oblivious growing up that everyone fucking hated American huh. Wasteland. And I'm like, this is the best. Whatever. Fuck me, I guess. Alkaline Trio, this is their third album from here to Infirmary. Prior to it, they had their debut, God Damn It. Uh, which is great if you want a punk era uh, uh, or 90s era punk record that's got uh, some like nihilistic bite to it. Very anti-cop type shit. Not like kill cop, but like <laughs> let's fuck with the cops type shit. That's, that's, your, that's your bread and butter right there. Uh, the song Clavicle is great. I want to wake up naked next to you, kissing the curve of your clavicle. Is the chorus of that dumbass song. Nice. It is a good song, though. Uh, and then they follow that with Maybe I'll Catch Fire, uh, which is a much... They've officially leaned into more of the horror elements okay. of the yeah, songwriting. Yeah. I believe that album's got Tuck Me In, uh, which is all about... Tuck me in to bed with snakes. Tuck me in with the tarantulas. I want to let them in my mouth and down my throat to lay their eggs. Uh, and it's got the fucking, one of their biggest songs, Radio, um, which has the op- the eternal opening line, shaking like a dog shitting razor blades. <laughs> it's great. That, that title sounds familiar. I'm sure Radio if I is heard a, it, is a I big would recognize one. it. Yeah. yeah. Radio. My sister even liked it, even though that opening line was gross. She was just like, this is a pretty good song. Though it is about like murdering, like somebody dying. Because yeah. the chorus, it's a break. It sounds kind of like a longing love song, but it's really about a breakup and wishing that the person that just broke up with you would die by their radio falling in the bathtub. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I think one of the few things I kind of remembered about them is just a general sort of like darkness. Goth vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is Matt. That is Matt Skiba, yeah. uh, who, okay, I wrote this down, and this is very important, and I need you to listen to me. And if anybody listening to this uh, is new to Alkaline Trio, or even if you've been a fan forever and you haven't considered this, you need to consider this. Growth is recognizing that Dan Andriano is the superior songwriter in Alkaline Trio. Yes. You, are an, you have become an adult when you can recognize that while you were younger, you adored Matt Skiba for the dog shitting razor blades and Private Eye and all of the nasty, freaky lyrics. Yeah. No. Growth is recognizing that Dan Andriano's 300 songs about getting too drunk and missing your wife is, is the right path. Nice. <laughs> Uh, I'm a big Dan Andriano fan uh, at this point in my life. Um, he doesn't have... My favorite songs on here aren't his. Uh, my favorite song on here is actually a Matt song. But uh, Dan Andriano, uh, throughout the catalog, I think is more consistent hmm. 
Um, and his first solo album, Dan Andriano in the Emergency Room, is fucking awesome. Okay. Just a really cool. good, like, singer-songwriter, kind of rocky solo album. Yeah. His second one, not as much. The Party of Jason I didn't love, and he has a third one out that I didn't listen to. But um, hmm. his first one's really, really good. The album opens with our, also one of their biggest songs, uh, which is Private Eye. Were you familiar with this one at all? That riff is like burned into my brain. No, not okay. at all. <clears throat> Drag this lake looking for corpses. I remembered this song, seeing it live. I'd never heard it before and I saw it live. And the only lyric that I could remember was uh, pieces of planes and black box recorders. That's the only thing I could catch from there. Yeah. Live. I was like, okay, pieces of planes, pieces of planes. So I was like looking, like they have to have a song called Pieces of Planes. Like yeah. that's gotta be the name of the song. Back Couldn't, when it was like harder to find things. Oh my, when, yeah. But yeah. This was before like Kazaa and like I sure. wasn't well, no, I it was it was happening then. I was in Georgia at that point and I started using LimeWire in Florida. So uh it was during that time. So it was still like messy to yeah. try to like, yeah, get For a sure. bunch of shit. But when I finally tracked it down, it's like oh the riff. <laughs> <laughs> So fucking good. Uh, if you ever want to have just like a really good time playing guitar by yourself, play some Alkaline Trio songs. Okay. They're really fun to play. Huh. They're just fun power chords. A lot of them are in drop D. Just good, good ass time. Yeah. Um, what were some standouts for you? Because I could go track by track here and I'm not going to do that to you. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I really liked the chorus of Private Eye. Um, super right catchy. Like I said, just plays at the right time. It's yeah, good shit. a lot of just like you know, very catchy, very driving sort of choruses and riffs. Um, Mr. Chainsaw was Mr. Chainsaw cool too. fucking rules. Um, I really noted the drums mostly. The intro on uh, "Take Lots with Alcohol." Oh yeah, yeah, and really I, good shit. For me, in the production, I think the drums is what sounds the best. Might just be because I started playing drums when I was yeah. young and I kind of like focused more onto that. But um the drums like had a really good uh sound to it. You know, the rest of it isn't bad. It just kinda sounds sort of like of the time for sort yeah. of like how guitars and punk, the production's nothing uh, amazing here. And the band yeah. uh in my reading said that says that themselves. They're like, we okay. don't and the production's whatever on yeah. that album. And I'm like, yeah, it's fine. Like the songs all work really well for what they are. Uh, sure. But you're right. The drums super stand out. And this is the last album with that drummer. Uh. Um, and this, well, I don't even think he was in the band before this. I think he was like a brief guy and then he left. Oh, I wow. think they had another guy before him. Huh. Um, but he's the drummer of the Smoking Popes. Okay. Um, his Aware name is Mike uh, Falumi. Fel- huh. Um, Alkaline Trio's drummers, they also had, uh, around the time they had Adam Willard, they also had fucking um, Pete Parada, who was the drummer of The Offspring. Oh, cool. Who got kicked out of The Offspring during the pandemic because he refused to get vaccinated. And now right. he drums for Tim Poole's band. <laughs> interesting yeah i, I don't know, know if he's like thing. in the band but he's in a song and he's in a music video weird mm-hmm. oh how the mighty have fallen <laughs> right fucking uh mr chainsaw rules um i really liked the line uh in case you're wondering i'm singing about growing up about giving in um at the very end of the song because it's it's funny to me because he's not using like deep metaphor. Sure. And then it yeah. ends with, here's what the song is about. And it's like, we, I mean, we caught it kind yeah. of the whole time. There's a line in uh, Take Thoughts with Alcohol that 
is very straightforward, but kind of fun too. It just says, I'm a has-been who is heckled on the stage. Dude, I love that fucking song. That's my favorite Dan song on the album is Take Lots With Alcohol. Nice. Um, And I love the line in there, just give me medicine, prescribe me anything, just knock me out and walk me through the door while I have no desire to see through my own eyes anymore. (laughs) Yeah. Fuck. I had a psych appointment this morning. (laughs) (laughs) Wonder why I'm relating to that. And then, yeah, Stupid Kid was the one that I, I recognized. Yeah, that song uh, had a big... I remember the video being on, like, Fuse and shit like that. Okay, yeah, um, yeah. It took me to the uh, chorus, I think, to recognize it. But once oh, the yeah. chorus came in, I remember Every it. word that I said. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a good one. Uh, honestly, probably my least favorite track on the album. Uh, but okay. it's because I've heard it so much, I think. Yeah. Um, I uh, bloodied up is the one that always never growing up never stood out to me and in the last like seven years anytime i'm listening to alkaline trio i have to listen to that song and i don't know why i love that fucking song so much it's just pretty straightforward it has a tempo change later in the song it like picks up a little bit that's really it (laughs) i don't i don't know why just that song and uh take lots with alcohol like fuck me up real hard yeah uh i noted uh i'm dying tomorrow potentially a uh, another good great drinking dan song. song another great dan song yeah. uh that one is fin- phenomenal live uh cool yeah dan yeah. his voice is so good live i've seen him i've seen alkaline trio two or three times for sure two maybe three and i've seen dan solo once and dan is always on point Matt can be a little iffy, but uh, yeah, Dan's always on point. Matt stopped the show once uh, when I saw him at Warp Tour. He stopped the show to yell at a dude mm-hmm. uh, to be like, "Hey, stop pushing that fucking girl!" And then the girl started yelling at Matt, being like, "That's my boyfriend. We're fine. Like, chill." And yeah. it literally took like a ten-minute chunk of their set of him <laughs> being like, "What? Oh no. Okay, sorry." So like. <laughs> awkward yeah i distinctly remember that (laughs) i mean good on him yeah good on him but yeah also kind of funny uh armageddon beyond good to me these are these ones that are like so good are kind of just straightforward punk of the time yeah uh songs armageddon is one bloodied up is one i'm dying tomorrow stands out mostly because dan's voice is different um, he's kind of got like a Randy Newman-ish uh, sure. tone to it. Yeah. Um, I don't even think I even know, knew who was who uh, when uh, listening to this, but I think I'm probably picking up on liking yeah. Dan's stuff more, yeah. Yeah. He, when you clue into their vocal, it's very easy to distinguish them. Yeah. Uh, Take Lots With Alcohol is his first song on the album, is Dan's first one. Fucking love that. Uh, as we already said, Another Innocent Girl uh, is... I think every song on this album is about Dan's drinking problem. Any song that he is singing. Sure. Later, uh, he has a song called Standard Break from Life, also about it. But as he progresses, you recognize that he's not drinking as much or at times not drinking at all. And he's his lyricism has just shown his growth like so much mm. over time. Whereas like Matt Skiba will be... He joined Blink-182. He was Blink-182 for the past two albums. So that's what he's doing. Like, (laughs) I don't. And he, on one of their later, on the trio's later albums, he 
had a song that the chorus is, I want to be a war hall hanging on your wall. <laughs> and uh, pretty cheesy. It's yeah. rough. Not, yeah, not the best not uh, wordplay. No, not, not, the, not the worst. Yeah. But not the best. Um, there are some good songs on their later albums, straight up. I will not uh, diss them as a whole. I will, I will firmly say, though, that all of his contributions to Blink-182 are dog shit. <laughs> I don't think I've heard one of them. Uh, I heard the singles. Uh, I'm not going to listen to those whole fucking albums. Uh, I don't like Blink-182 that much. Um, I stop at the self-titled. Okay, I think that's, that's about the same for where me I too. matured out of them. Yeah, and I uh, like, and I love the self-titled still. It's fun. Yeah. Uh, Robert Smith is on it. Like, oh uh, yeah, that's yeah, right. yeah. It's crazy. Um, and I enjoy. I only really fucking care about "Take Off Your Pants and Jacket" in the self-titled. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Enema of the State would be like your era. Yeah, and I take off your pants, Dude Ranch, a lot too. Yeah, yeah. That's um, like yeah. But I think I probably listened to the older stuff after. I did. I definitely Enema did. Of the, state. the first yeah. thing I ever heard by them was either fucking. No, it was definitely rock show. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. yeah. It was rock show, and then probably all the small things. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um. And there's a lot of crossover <laughs> with Alkaline Trio, not just because of they were uh, Matt being in the band, but they're of like the same ilk. Um, California band, or one's a California band, one's a Chicago band, kind of doing uh, s- different sides of the same coin. So Alkaline Trio is the dark. Blink-182 is the goofy lightness. Totally, yeah. Um, and that's why Matt didn't work. <laughs> it, it really didn't make any fucking sense. And he, he got swoopy hair for Alkaline Trio. Yeah. It's in or for Blink-182, it's insane. <laughs> it's fucking insane, dude. The last Alkaline Trio album that I cared about was Crimson. Okay, I think um, I remember that one. Uh, that is the last one that I would say is good all the way through. Uh, and I think that was in like 2005. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. They did release a B-Sides album after it called Remains uh, that I love. It's one of the strongest things they've ever put out. Um, and that just actually got released on vinyl for the first time. But it's like 40, 45 bucks. Yeah. It's thick. Like it's got like 28 songs, 30 songs okay. on it. Yeah, but yeah. Um, I used to, man, I used to have the CD. Is a double <laughs> CD. Came with a DVD. Nice. Sold all that shit. What the fuck is wrong with me? I still have a uh, shit ton of CDs in a closet in my parents' house in California. Yeah. Hmm. I, I planned on digitizing them, but I never did. So now I'm kind of... That, that was me. I was going to do that, and then I never did. So I sold them and made like $25, and now I'm yeah. like, I would rather just have them, because what did I spend that $25? I know what I did. I spent it on rent, but yeah. Sure. Um, I'll, leave, I'll leave us here. Leave us at Alkaline Trio. Uh. If if you if y'all want us to deep dive more on a band or anything, once we just hit us up. What's the email, Randy? What's our fucking email, Randy? It's the vinyl floor ATL at gmail.com. I'm sorry. It's been a couple put weeks. Put you on the spot, yeah. Put you on the spot. Hit us up if you want us to do deep dive more. Cause I oops, I do know a lot about I'm gonna be saying oops a lot in this episode. I do know a lot about uh bands like Alkaline Trio, and uh we can always go more on it, but uh we won't do that unless you know you want to. Yeah, it's um, cool. We're not ban- we're not bandsplain. Yeah, we are not bandsplain. I don't have fucking time. I'm not getting paid to do this. True. So I don't have time to do this. Um, I did want to note a couple things about this record from here to infirmary. It is um, in an interview uh, from 2003. Matt explained the title of the album. Um, 
that uh, no effects has always a really awesome wordplay with record titles like Punk and Drublick and Pump Up the Volume. The chosen title From Here to Infirmary follows that same line of thought by being a play on the phrase From Here to Eternity, From Here to Eternity, which is an uh, origin in a King, Jesus Christ, I can't read, which has an origin in a Richard Kipling poem discussing soldiers who lost their way during wartime. That's so cool. yeah. no effects. No effects has they get so much shit and I understand why. I do. Yeah. Fat Mike is is an edge lord. I get it. I understand. I like no effects quite a bit. I did too for quite yeah. a long time. Yeah. I've got four of their albums. So we will be talking about them at some point. <laughs> nice. I have Punk and Drublick, War oh, on yeah. Errorism, uh Frisbee, which is the vinyl version, the CD version is called Coaster. Okay. Um that's a later one and first ditch effort, which is a way later one. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Those it's last two at so all. so good. The hard times, how mm-hmm. they're doing all these album rankings recently. Uh, they just did no effects and they rated first ditch effort. I think at number two. Oh, wow. And they're like, don't fucking care what you say. This later album is easily one of their best albums. And I completely agree. Huh. It's so good. The album art's atrocious, but <laughs> it's, it's so stupid looking, but uh, great stuff there. Um, yeah, so a little love over to no effects. Um, and I also thought it was very interesting. You wouldn't assume, I wouldn't assume that Pitchfork would have covered this band, let alone this album, let alone have given it a decent review Mm -hmm. when it came out. Oh, wow. Not in hindsight. Upon release in 2001, Pitchfork gave this a 6.5. Yeah. Which for an album like this. That's a fucking 10 out of 10, baby. Yeah. Like, holy shit. And the reviewer, John Dark, said, there's quite a bit that Alkaline Trio's music is not. It's not challenging, ambitious, or visionary. It's not clever or self-aware. It's not even terribly skillful. But what it is, is tasty. Pure musical junk food. Fast, greasy, and crafted for a general palate. I agree. Though I do think they're more clever than he gives them credit for. Sure. Um. And I I like it more than just saying it's junk food. I think there's a little bit more to it than that. But I yeah. for Pitchfork, holy shit, would have never assumed that he would. That That's that is yeah. a mountain of praise. <laughs> <laughs> Insane. Uh, is that I feel like with how how did you say Axac? That's not Axac. Axac Mabu. Thank you. Oh, beautiful. I'm, you're just saying we need a sound bite so I can just hit it. Uh, they, they say the name in a uh, in a song. Oh, it, I missed that entirely. It's then. kind of buried. Yeah, I oh. uh, I pulled a clip of it though, so it'll probably be in the episode. Hell yeah! Okay, thank you. Anytime I go to say it, just put that clip over it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I feel like with them. Well, I don't feel like you said you would revisit or explore them a little bit more. Definitely. Yeah. Did this make you interested at all in exploring? <laughs> The, not, sh- the shrug. <laughs> not entirely, just, you know, it, it felt very uh, of the time, but it didn't feel like a shitty version of... Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. For me, it's tr- truly just nostalgia. Yeah. Uh, listening to Alkaline Trio, it is nothing more than a nostalgic dopamine hit or sure. serotonin hit, whatever the fuck it makes you temporarily <laughs> happy before it all goes away. Um, yeah. Asking the wrong guy. <laughs> Uh, 
yeah, they're great to me because I grew up with them. Um, but I can recognize that they've, they're not a band that like really matured past a certain point. I think Crimson is probably the peak of their like creative, uh, limits. Um, mm-hmm. they added strings, they got way more gothy. They did all that. And ever since they've gone back to that and they've done a little bit of that and mostly just punk, like they're not doing like American idiot. They're not going like that, but green day, once they did that, they were done. Like what else can green day do after American idiot? And I was a present day American idiot lover to a retro fuck American idiot. I never fuck that back to no, it's good. It's a good album. Yeah. Uh, with Alkaline Trio, like I said, for them, it's like Crimson and Back, I respect. And I think it's Agony and Irony is after Crimson, which has some good songs. And then This Addiction is after that, which also has some good songs. And then I think it's My Shame is True, and that's where they lost me. Hmm. And that's with uh, the war, that Warhol song Okay, on yeah. there. Um, nah, I didn't, I didn't do that. <laughs> Um, and I was, this is fucked up. I'm going to say something fucked up. I believe my shame is true is when Matt was freshly divorced. And I remember looking forward to it being like, oh, he's going to be pissed. This is going to be good. Yeah. And then it was like, you just went corny. Like you didn't, you didn't go dark. You went corny. You didn't create good art. Like, (laughs) yeah. Poor guy. He's fine. He's got his Blink-182 money. He's fine. Uh, so for me, uh, oh my God, I wrote the last track is crawl. Uh, and I wrote, uh, another miserable song about being a booze addled fuck up by Dan. (laughs) Uh, and lastly for lyrics, uh, I just want to leave with, uh, a line from trucks and trains, which is, uh, there's something green that's leaving town. Always thought it was blue. Always knew it was wrong where it goes. Hell knows maybe somewhere better than here. And what they say of the grass on the other side, and if what they say of the grass on the other side is true, too much time looking up is turning everything blue, including me, including you. Nice. See, that's clever. Yeah. That's a good line. Man, pitchfork sucks. Uh, Take lots of alcohol and bloodied up. Those are the standouts for me, though Armageddon is the eternal track. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. But take lots. uh, Dan, man. It's a good song. Dan's the guy. That's the one. Uh, and now we're going to jump to the year this vinyl pressing was released and go to the year another album was released called, that was a horrible transition, <laughs> called uh, The Season Hell yeah! by All Get Out. And you and I are both very familiar with this record, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Big fan of this record. Yeah. I had not sat with this in a minute. Same. On purpose. Because this is one that taps into something in me that can be not good. <laughs> it's the it's the very kind of painful nostalgia. Sure. This was this album was my freshman. Depending what month did it come out? Um, they don't they don't have a Wikipedia page. Did you know that? That's weird. Yeah, all Get Out doesn't have a Wikipedia page. <clears throat> I don't know exactly what month it came out, but it was either my, it had to be my sophomore year of, of college. Um, I doubt it was the end of my freshman year. I think it was the beginning of my sophomore year or something like that. And it consumed me 
for the next like two years. Okay. That record. Yeah. I saw, I was a fan of them before this album though. I saw them open for, have you been to the vinyl or center stage or the loft yet? Uh, yeah, I think I've been to center stage once. Okay. So the vinyl is the smallest of the three of those and it's in that stretch. Um, right away. Great captain. Um, Andy Hull's side project for Manchester Orchestra. Yeah. yeah. Um, that is, has not been active for a while, but he, I don't think it's dead. I think he's just focusing on Manchester. They were playing a show at the vinyl and a band called all get out was opening. And I, Manchester was the Holy Trinity to me. Sure. Uh, at that time. And so I was, I was going to see anything that Andy was involved with. And therefore I was exposed to all get out color revolt. Oh brother. Fucking nice. paper rival, like all these indie emo y, southern y mm-hmm. bands. Um, and all get out blew my fucking mind like nothing I'd ever seen. And this was this was in high school. I have I, there were pictures on my Facebook of this show because it was me oh, and damn. like four friends who we're going for right away, great captain. Like we were huh. so into Manchester orchestra and all of that shit. And none of us knew who all get out was. And all of us walked away being like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> they only had an EP out called the spitting EP hmm. at the time, which I still do have that CD. Nice. Um, and I asked Nathan, their vocalist to sign it for me. And he laughed and was like, what? And I was like, you, cause my mind at that time, I was yeah. like, you're a singer, you sign things, you're famous. Yep. I didn't know. I was a, I was a sophomore junior in high school. I didn't fucking know. Yeah. Uh, and he, and he's like, I don't have a, I don't have a pen. So I didn't get it signed. I never got it signed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but funny enough, I saw them so many times that he would recognize me at shows at a certain point. I've, I've seen them maybe like 15, 20 times. Yeah. Um, Saw me so many times at shows that he would he would say hi or like grab my head in the audience while like they're playing cool. and shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then eventually, I don't think I don't think he remembers that I'm that same kid. But we did connect on Twitter. Oh yeah, I think you told me about <laughs> briefly that. Yeah. for for my other musical shit. Hark, um, we did we did talk on Twitter for a bit. Um, if we ever meet again in person, I am gonna just field some things and be like, "What do you?" do you know me like because i yeah. know you um all of that to say i've been a huge all get out fan for a long time um so i say this with respect that they also lost me sure. at a certain point yeah um and i don't necessarily think it's a fault of their own though i do think they made a misstep on an album they corrected it they course corrected it uh but i think my tastes just changed they evolved yeah um the absolute hard on your sleeve nature of this genre and era of music just doesn't appeal to me as much. Totally. Um, it's, I'm, I more want to wallow in the, the reality of the despair of it all rather than to be like wistful about it. <laughs> and this is a little bit more wistful. Sure. Yeah. yeah. But the season was huge. As as you're aware, it was huge in the scene. Yeah. This is their first album. Um, prior to it, they had, like I said, they had the spitting EP and they had a self-titled EP 
which was a lot of the songs from the Spitting EP redone, um, and then a couple of other tracks. Hmm. Um, also had that CD. Uh, but then the season came out and genuinely thought this band was going to take over the world. Yeah. And I think a lot of people did. For sure, yeah. I think I, I definitely fell off of them after this album. Like, I, I listened to this album a lot, but I Dude, didn't. they toured it for like three years, it feels like. Okay, that makes sense. They toured it forever. Yeah. Believe I saw them in California sometime. I don't remember when they did tours with like for this album. They did tours with Manchester, Oh Brother. They did. Oh, who was that? Oh, a lot of Spute. Okay, they toured with a lot of Spute. They eventually toured with Every Time I Die. I may have seen them a lot of Spute. Yeah, yeah, the lot of Spute one is probably that was like the tour. Okay, yeah, people yeah, talk yeah. about the show that happened here still. Huh. Because there's a video of them playing the season at the old masquerade, and everyone's like, "Can you find yourself?" And I know where I am in that video. I yeah. can be like, "There's my head," because I was wearing the squid hat at the time. <sighs> God, you ever you you were a squid boy at all? No, you didn't have the all. squid beanie. You know what I'm talking about? The kind of like droopy beanie. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. the no, loose never was. loose beanie. Yeah, I was a squid boy yeah. for a little bit. Not uh, good, but no, I remember. Probably roughly when this album came out, uh, really digging it. I was also in a band that is very similar to them. We got compared to Law Dispute a lot, uh, mm. called Troubled Coast. Uh, we've seen their rec- our record at um, Criminal. Oh, right, right, In the right. U section. Yeah, yeah, I think it's $6. Uh, I might have to just go purchase it myself so it, <laughs> so it exists. It. Yeah. Yeah. I also don't have a copy with me here, so that'd be nice too. Make um, me listen to it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, we played very similar uh, type of music to this. So this was very much uh, my shit back in the day. You know, I was really into like balance of composure and mm. a lot of spew. They're back. A lot of those, I saw that. Yeah. yeah. Um, also at the time, it was probably towards the very end of me, like kind of being into uh, Christianity. And I don't know it's how Christian so fun, this yeah. band is, but I feel like they get out. Yes. I believe they're very much like were raised and don't follow anymore. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of the vibe that I think mm-hmm. I remember back then and reading through today, I was still felt kind of the same, but yeah. I was like, I don't know. I feel like it might, maybe certain songs or short, certain lyrics might lean a little more. Yeah. Uh, One way. Christian than I imagined. A lot more, uh, especially on this album that yeah. we listened to. Um, <clears throat> uh, does he say goddamn on this album? Because he does. I believe he does, yeah. He does later on later albums for sure. Yeah. Um, but I remember distinctly that being like a thing when Manchester said goddamn. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because we all knew Andy's the pastor's kid. Oh. He's a pastor's kid. So him saying shit on I'm like a virgin losing a child was big. Hmm. So I'm like, oh, wait. He's still he's still a Christian and he's saying shit. And then on Mean Everything to Nothing, he drops goddamn and fuck, and we're like, What? <laughs> what the fuck? It's funny. Yeah. I've been going to the backyard and trying it out. Yeah. So very Christian influenced, hence why I was obsessed with it. Pretty much this whole album is mad at a girl, mad at God, mad at yourself. Can yeah. kind of sum it up. And it's hot because it's the South. Like that's sure. kind of what's going on. Miss your home because you're in a touring band that doesn't make any money. But the money stuff comes really into play on Nobody Likes a Quitter, um, in my opinion. Uh, hell of a fucking opener. Yeah. 
with my friends. Honestly, I'd forgotten this song. Uh, me and my lovers was, was, is the, the fucking hit <laughs> for, yeah. from this album. Um, but holy shit, my friends is a very sick opener. V- beautifully sets the t- tone for the rest of the album. Very, very yeah. punch to the gut. Yeah. Spe- speaking of punch, their production and music in general, like when it is supposed to be punchy, mm-hmm. it's like very punchy. It hits. Like yeah. especially me and my lovers. Like that song, Dude. like the heavy parts. Are, it's not even really like heavy. His vocal is amazing on that song yeah like, but um oh. yeah i don't know especially since you know i thought they maybe veered a little christian you know it it felt like they're the music that they play they're very talented and like the music like actually like hits when it's supposed to hit it's not yeah. doesn't feel cheesy mm. um yeah. there is i did really notice on this listen through they on this album specifically they did the thing and i think the reason i'm so hyper aware of it is because I was stuck in this pattern due to being influenced by bands like this so much that they do this thing of quiet build loud. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like on every song, uh, except for like the straightforward, like me and my friends, which just like starts really big. Um, but there was nothing I loved more than like a really slow, like sad, somber intro that then just explodes. Yeah, yeah. they like to do that uh, a lot. Um, I think it it gets a little. They change up that formula a bit <clears throat> with the EP and the album after, but mm-hmm. um, this album kind of follows that. I I know every goddamn word to this album. <laughs> really, it's wild, dude. How it just came flooding back to me. Also, I realized I had the memory that they are the first band that ever made me cry at a show, tear up at a show. Oh, really? And it was because of Let Me Go. Okay. Because live, that. Yeah. that song is insane. Uh, honestly, I didn't like it on record for the longest time because of how good it is live. But on this listen, I appreciated it a hell of a lot more. Nice. Um, and I think that's just distance and being like, oh, no, they did a really good job with yeah. it on the record. It's just he screams so loud live and he does it off mic. Like when it gets quiet, he moves away from the mic and just is like screaming at the audience. That's when he would grab my head. Uh, If he ever listens to this, I'm going to be embarrassed as shit. (laughs) I wrote, yeah, this album is painfully nostalgic. Like, sure. Yeah. 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 I remember like getting, getting drunk to this album so much for sophomore year of college. And it was definitely sophomore year because I was living in the dorms. Yep. No, the Venira house, which was after the, yeah. Because there was this, yeah, there's this, I remember getting drunk with this kid and then he, he would get, get cry a lot when he would get drunk. <laughs> I won't say his name. He, he's an absolute freak. I, I. Jordan Peterson. Yeah. Jordan Peterson. Uh, he just, all the woke moralists were really getting to him. <laughs> um, he, yeah, you get drunk. He had a lot of problems. Uh, he, I distinctly remember we were all obsessed with this album and uh, I put it on and was like, yeah, we're going to have a good time. And by the end of it, he was on the ground crying. And I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck is happening? That's weird. <laughs> that dude also knocked me unconscious once. Oh, yes. <clears throat> yeah. Not a great dude. Because <laughs> he was drunk and I mean, we were like moshing around listening to music. It sure. wasn't just me and him. There were multiple people. It wasn't like yeah. just two drunk dudes in a room. <laughs> Uh, but he pushed me and I, uh, fell into the wall and hit my head and I was out for like 
10 seconds. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. I, I, looking back, I got knocked out twice in college. Huh. <laughs> so Can't say I've ever been KO'd. Uh, both were drunk and getting pushed. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I was, I was never drunk in college either, so. That's true. I was way too drunk in college. <laughs> I've gotten better, though. Uh, Lucky Bastard, great song. Big hit, just chorus is the rager. Yep. I got another reason I want to go home. The city's fucking cold and I want to go home. I'm feeling codependent. I think that might have been the first instance of codependency that I was ever aware of. I could see that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. was the use in this song. <clears throat> uh, but this uh, album, this era, a lot of these bands were talking about money. Mm-hmm. And it was, I distinctly remember it happening because Manchester had $100, the song $100, and also talked about money on uh, Simple Math, the album that followed it. Uh, All Get Out has the line on here, give me your wallet, I need your money. Uh, Money comes up a fuck ton on the next album too. It's, Hmm. these bands be broke, we all be needing money. True that. I need money, give me your money. (laughs) Um, Give me your wallet, I need your money. Uh, yeah, it's just something I've, I, I want to go through Patreon. We need to set up a Patreon. Pay me to deep sure. dive into this era and make a master list of all the songs where bands of this ilk are talking about money. Yeah. Because everyone needed money. And they needed not very much money, but that little bit of money that they needed, they needed it. Yeah. I mean, especially if you're uh, talking about life on the road, you know? I mean, yeah. I know these bands were decently big but uh the season's also a tour album like it is about yeah like i miss being home but i also hate home so like i'm just kind of stuck like what's going on yeah actually the the line before the uh give me your wallet i uh i don't know i enjoyed it want to know kind of like just what you think of it just as uh somewhere i've got a brother that i've never seen Mm. uh i really think i'd like to meet him and teach him the meaning of staying indoors so please just stay bored and give me your wallet. I need your money. Yeah. I actually considered discussing that line too. So it's funny Hell that yeah. you bring it up. Because the brother thing always threw me off. But on this listen, I'm not taking it as literally a brother. I'm taking yeah. it as like another self. Like in another reality, sure. I can sit myself down and say, chill. Like just chill out. Go to work. Yeah. You're fine. Just live a normal life. Uh, yeah. That's how I took it. Sure. And same. that's because I'm, I at times am doing that to myself all the time. And I'm like, if I live a normal life, I'm not going to have brains in my skull anymore. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know what to do. Yeah. I think it really struck me because I think recently I've kind of just been thinking about that sort of same sentiment as you. Uh, you know, I have a very good job. Uh, pretty much it's a nine to five or like seven to four type of thing, you know, and whatever. And it's, uh, I don't know. It's nice, but just getting older and getting boring. And I was growing up, I was Christian or Catholic and then Christian and then yep. sober slash straight edge. Like, and I, I did a lot of the, like, some shit. Yeah. And I'm like socially awkward, just kind of in general and have like Christianity issues will do that being too. around people, uh, new people a lot of the times. And I was always sort of a, uh, indoors kind of kid. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's like, I don't know. It, it's a, uh, grass is greener thing. I'm sure though, you know? Yeah, uh, we had, uh, I would assume, pretty similar. I, I feel like my parents may have been slightly more strict than yours. 
Probably. Yeah. Um, But when I turned 18, I said, fuck everything. Uh, And looking back, I can see how kind of chaotic it was. But in the moment, it, it felt very like this is a normal thing to do. Sure. Yeah, yeah. But I think it was because I was so pent up for so many years that when I hit 18, I was like it. Well, everyone around me had also not really been drinking or doing anything either. So we didn't know, like, yeah. you shouldn't shouldn't drink six beers every time you drink. Yeah. So it is grass is greener because you can you could have either gone whole hog like me and pretty much every one of my friends. The majority of my friends nowadays <clears throat> either greatly limit their drinking or have quit drinking. Yep. <laughs> So you are in the unique position of not having that issue. And you, I mean, you could, I have faith in you. You could develop it, (laughs) but, but you are in the unique position of being like, oh, cool. Like this never really meant anything to me. So I can go have a couple drinks and ride this and it's fun and it's nice. Totally. Whereas for us, it was like the entirety of our social interactions revolved around let's get a fuck ton of beer and yell at each other about music, movies, what the fuck ever. And it was fun. We had a great time and we can't do it anymore. (laughs) Uh, The season, does it hold up for you in 2023 as, as, as an album? Does it hold up? Yeah, definitely. I, uh, like we said, it's been a couple of weeks since our last episode. So I've listened to this probably like, Three or four times. Cool. Since. Cool. cool. Yeah. I did not do a whole re-listen on this one, but I did do a handful of songs. I did my friends a few times. I did me and my lovers because God damn, dude. My Great notes song. next to that song are all caps. The hit, the banger, the rager, the screamer. Fuck. Nice. Yeah, that uh essentially opens with the chorus without vocals. Oh yeah, it does. Um, the music, yeah. Which is just super catchy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I also wanted to know on my record. Uh, it's mis it's mislabeled everywhere, or my record is mis uh sequenced. Huh. Uh, the season comes uh before Girl Gun. Oh, weird. On wax, but huh. it, it is labeled that Girl Gun comes beforehand on on the record. It's labeled one way and positioned another way because yeah. it confused the hell out of me because yeah. I was just like. I, I know this. Why is this song sounding like this? And then I was so fucking confused. Like, I didn't recognize what the season sounded like at all at that point. Yeah. It was very confusing. But Weird. Yeah, uh, mis- mislabeled. Also, this album has no fucking business being a double LP. <laughs> Two Another songs one? per side on, huh. on the second LP. Two songs per side. And the whole of these records is a little too tight. So it's a real pain in the ass to get it on and off the player. That's all I got to say. It is an OG pressing, though. Nice. Yeah, I wonder if that's a misprint, too. I wonder if they fixed it in the later pressings. Yeah, I'm curious. I would assume so, because I think later pressings are also a single LP. I don't think it's a double. I think that was like the, you're on the ground floor. Ah. And this this was Favorite Gentleman. Uh, put this out, which is the Manchester Orchestra record label. Oh, cool. Uh, started by their drummer who quit the band after Mean Everything to Nothing, I believe, to just do the label. Huh. Yeah. 
Um, and then uh, a standout track for you is Me and My Lovers, I assume. Yeah, a lot of uh, good lyrics in that song, too. Dude, if it's not your place to speak, then don't waste your voice. Yeah. Oh, love that goddamn line. Nathan's a great lyricist. Uh, yeah. I personally love his voice. I know some people aren't crazy. Hannah doesn't really like his voice. Huh. Uh, she, if it's like a certain, she calls it nasally. I, I can see that, but it's just like a certain pitch that she sure. just yeah, doesn't yeah. connect with. And his is that pitch. Hmm. Uh, I, uh, love his solo stuff. If you're not familiar okay. with it. Yeah. Uh, he has, uh, a, one album, I think it's just called, it might just be Hussey, which is his last name. H-U-S-S-E-Y. Hmm. Um, I might that just might be self-titled. Um, but the second one is called Hitchens. Uh, and that one is particularly very good. Oh no, Ground Me is the name of the first album. And that song is fucking awesome. Um, I used to cover or like in practice, Ground Me and uh the song that it opens with Angry Men. Angry Men is a damn ass good song. Mm. Uh but Hitchens is great. That came out 2018. I think they're on equal vision now. Oh, cool. um, and he is on equal vision, I believe. Um, but for the life of all get out, uh, up to the point that we're discussing, they've been on favorite gentlemen. And now for their EP that came four years. Also before oh, yeah. that, did you note the, uh, the money quote on the last song? Oh shit. No. Um, during come and gone. Yeah. Uh, heartless, you have a faith in a sign on a dollar bill. It's not real. It's a fix from a needle that doesn't care. Where's your drug? Here's your drug. Where's your arm? Is it warm? Does it feel like you thought it would? Damn. It's the very like last yep. thing you hear on the album. I think I just zoned great. during that. Just like. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shit. Okay. Yeah. See money all over the place. Thank yeah. you for pointing that out. And yeah. And I feel like they toured this album for three years because it came out in 2011 and then they didn't put out anything else until 2015. And they put out an EP called <laughs> Movement. Had you heard this at all? No. Not familiar at all. They went heavy yeah, on this. And I think that is directly from touring with Law Dispute and Every Time I Die and shit like that. makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, This shows their beginning of the partnership with uh, Bad Timing Records. Um, And they will stay on that for uh, the next couple records. Uh, My pressing of it is like a clear Coke bottle uh, with white and purple splatter and then the b side is like a screen print or a print of oh, cool. uh, a design yeah um i didn't bring them with me today because most of them were um not that exciting to look at my my all the season is just orange the alkaline trio one like i said is orange and black and the um you're gonna put in the 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 clip when i say it ax yeah. my bowl uh <laughs> uh that is just black nice um, so movement, it's quick. It's like 18 minutes, I think maybe a little yeah. less heavier, a bit darker, uh, opens with sans, uh, or songs. Uh, I like this track. It's kind of got more hooks at the same time yes. though, too. Yes. Very hooky. That's actually a very good point. Yeah. yeah. Very, very hooky. The track here that mostly stands out to me is balance. That's sure. my, yeah, yeah. that's always been my favorite from it. And I, Love the line, Georgia bound. All you bastards keep making me look bad. I'm starving now. I don't know if I'm well. Nice. Good shit, man. 
that uh, honestly, the only track that I'm not crazy about on here is All My Friends Are Dead. Same. Um, All the others I like, like a lot, quite a bit. I love the synth stuff in movement. Mm -hmm. Um, That sounds really cool. Orchestra is like probably the heaviest on here vocally. Like he's getting close to like a (laughs) at times. Um, I also thought it was so interesting when it came out. It's like y'all are so associated with Manchester Orchestra. And then you're going to name a song Orchestra. That's it funny. just always yeah, stood yeah. out to me. And I, I'm sure it has nothing to do with that at yeah. all. But it just, yeah, always, always stood out to Did me. Did you ever listen to uh, the band Crime in Stereo? No, but I'm familiar, very familiar with the cover of one of their albums. Okay, yeah. so just similar. Um, Crime in Stereo has this uh, album called The Troubled Stateside. Mm. And then Troubled Coast the band that I was in, we pretty much probably stole that from them. I wasn't in the band when they created uh, the name, but I'm pretty sure that was a straight up reference to that's Prime fine. Stereo. Yeah, that's good. Good. Uh, my, oh God, I'm not going to say it here. <laughs> that will be for Patreon down the line or something. But my first band uh, was named after a song title of another band. Nice. So, I mean, that's yeah. every time I die, got their name from a Children of Bodom song. Oh, really? Yeah, called Every Time I Die. Huh. Uh, I'm trying to remember if there's any other, like, specific, like, this is a music reference. There's, the replacements did Let It Be. <laughs> sure. <laughs> they named their album Let It Be. Also, there's a uh, shout out the story so far. Good dudes. Oh, that's uh, Newfound Glory, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, uh, they bring some dank ass bands on tour with them. They do, yeah. Um, overall movement is, I feel it was necessary for them to put something out, and that's why sure, they put it yeah, out. Yeah. And it was a good in-between, but it does not show what's coming next. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a blip. Uh, it's a cool blip. I like it. I'm glad it exists. I think the uh, album art's cool. I like the kind of weird monolithy building-looking thing. Um Cool little thing. I often forget about it, in all honesty. Sure. As a yeah, whole. Yeah. But listening to it again, balance, like really, I was like, oh, this is one of their like best songs. I really like this song. Overall, though, <clears throat> don't need to rush. It's not essential. I'll get out. Yeah. The season, to some people, would probably be the only essential I'll get out. Uh, but for me, personally, 2016's Nobody Likes a Quitter, I think this is their best album. Nice. I really fucking like this album, but it also has a lull here and there. A couple, maybe one or two tracks. I'm not like crazy about, but the stuff that I love, I like fucking love. Cool. My tastes now really love this more than the old. Um, My pressing of this is white. It was supposed to be like color in color. The in color is hardly there. It's like a little green. It's much more green on one side and hardly there on the other side. So it's mostly a white vinyl with like a circle of green in the center. Um, This uh, was long anticipated. Five years since the fucking season came out. And when I tell you that this dropped to a thud. (laughs) Damn, dude. Really? Yeah. I don't, no one that I was friends with that was like so into this band gave a shit when this came out. Huh. Not a single fucking person other than me. And I mean, like my, my buddies, like there were two friends that I had that were like, yeah. And it's like us going to the shows and it's like, no one's here. <laughs> yeah. That's 
SoundCloud. I mean, it's different, but it's not. It still sounds like them. It sounds you know? like that. I just yeah. think it's them going more indie rather than more emo. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I prefer that. I distinctly remember going to see them on the tour for this album. I don't think they were headlining, though. I think, was it with Tiger's Jaw? Maybe. I don't remember. Sounds like about the It sounds about same right. Time. It may have been yeah. Smidley. I don't know. Um, which is a foxing offshoot. Um, very good. You would like the new Smith. I heard Smidley. Nah. It's the vocalist. It's his side project. Yeah. Uh, and it's more like art rock indie type shit. It's, it's weird and it's cool. cool. Their new album is weird and really neat. Huh. Um, he, or they, I remember them touring this and I went with some friends who were not familiar with all get out and they were making fun of them the whole time. Really? And I wanted to like smack them. Huh. But they were making fun of him because of, of his lyrics on this album specifically, because on this album, he has a refrain of, I don't know. He says, I don't know, or what do I know yeah. a lot on this album. Huh. And I personally like that because that's Same. like callback type stuff. It's like a theme of the album. Uh, the people that I, I'm not calling them friends because they're not the people, <laughs> the people that I was with, uh, the 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 woman of the bunch just kept going. Do you think he knows anything? And I'm like, shut the fuck up! Like, yeah. I have I have told you all goddamn day how excited I am to see this band, and you're gonna sit here and talk shit the whole time. I was not having it. I was not having it because I really like this album, and I think this this is the natural progression from the season. This sure. makes sense. Movements a little odd, and then this this makes sense. Um, this opens, uh, is it room to talk is the first track, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, has a line in it. Um, I felt unsure. Oh yeah. I felt unsure. Like it was me. Am I not normal? Did everyone succeed or find an out? It feels informal. I watched a hole in all of my obsessions. Hug you breathless. A darkness in the soul of my reflection had to go. I know. What do I know? What? <laughs> Opening track, room to talk. Holy shit. And yeah, and that starts the refrain of, I don't yeah. know, what do I know? Because the next song has the exact same, what do I know, is the chorus uh, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. of that. And this whole album is, I don't know, goddamn shit. <laughs> I think John Love Early it. wrote this album. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know anything. Uh, yeah, the only, like... It's such a reflective album. Like the season feels reflective in a life is still ahead of me. And this is the hardest thing I've ever gone through kind yeah. of way. And this is, I've been through shit and it's only going to get worse. This is life <laughs> kind of reflection. Sure. And that's what I, that's the growth I'm looking for. Yeah. That's why I can't do this emo shit anymore. <laughs> It's too hopeful. I feel it's way too hopeful and you're whining about the wrong shit. <laughs> we are broke. We are, we are mentally unwell. But we're not whining about our fucking, oh my God. It's just, there's, there's a band. Right, I'll tell you off air. I ain't sure. going to talk shit. I'll tell you off air. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, yeah, so Room to Talk, immediately I love the tone uh, that it sets um, for it all. 
musically, I think the production is a little bit more intricate. Everything really feels like level with each other and very organic on yeah. here to me, which I love. I don't know who produced this exactly, but I know Nathan produced, I think he produces their stuff moving forward. I know he That's produced cool. his solo stuff. So uh, I feel like they were probably working with someone else at this point though. Um, what other, did any tracks specifically stick out here for you? Um, whatever was good. Dude. Good that's, track. That's my, that's my favorite song on the album. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that was probably my favorite song. There's, I will say there was a couple songs that I think it speaks to the like quiet to loud thing you were talking mm, about. Mm. A couple songs that I noted actually sounded more churchy mm. on this album I than see that, the yeah. season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but sometimes it'll start out like that. Then they'll get like a little more interesting, like in the chorus or whatever. But, mm. um, yeah, I mean, overall I dug it. There's definitely, like I said, more, uh, hooks on this album too. Yeah. It's um, a very catchy album. Yeah. Yep. Very catchy. I, uh, maybe three times, I think I've listened to it so far. Oh, cool. Nice. Um, over the last couple of weeks and the first time was okay. And then it's definitely sort of already growing on me. Yeah. Um, a bit. So, it feels it feels like their grown up album, which is why I was so fucking disappointed by the follow up. Yeah, because the follow up, which I used to own, I sold it. Uh, I got really? rid of it. Yeah, I pre ordered that shit and was so bummed when I listened to it. Which one is that? No bouquet. Okay. <clears throat> um, I they, didn't listen to that one. I've tried listening to a little bit of Kodak on the way to work the other, uh, the other day. Not into it. Yeah, it's fine. I I was going to say I liked the singles from Kodak, but I never listened to the album. Okay. Um, they uh, what are the fucking songs from there that I dug? Um, oh, it was feeling well in DFR. Those were released as like a one-two because they bleed into each other. Okay. So those yeah, two yeah. songs were released, and I was like. <gasps> This sounds more like uh, Nobody Likes a Quitter rather than... Did I even say the title of the album that we're talking about? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. We're talking about All Get Out's Nobody Likes a Quitter from 2016. Um, but now we're talking about Kodak from 2022. Um, Feeling Well and DFR were released as singles. And I was like, oh, cool. These feel more like a return huh. to that style rather than this like chasing a younger emo-y sound. <laughs> that no, uh, Dude, I... They like pivoted. I don't, I, he, I don't know. The dude let their new guitarist. So Mel Washington uh, was in all get out through the season uh, and he quit. And I don't know from all accounts. I don't know if it was the most amicable of things. Uh, I know they've remained friends. I've, I've run into Mel at a show and I've bought him drinks mm. before um, at an all get out show. So like, I know they cool. like at least made amends down the line or whatever. Yeah. But the guy that they got in the band around the Nobu K era, I think his name was Kyle. Um, God bless him. And holy shit. He, I believe he's the reason they steered so fucking hard into that emo revival shit huh. that was going on. And I, it made, it made it look, they, oh my God, dude, it felt so fucking desperate. Like, so like we're a part of this we've always been a part of this and it's like no yeah. you're a part of a different thing sure like you were a part of something for sure but you're it's a different thing it's color revolt it's manchester orchestra it's deer in the headlights it's not it's not this it's weather box it's not it's Hell not yeah. this yeah fucking oh my god weather also box. color revolt. So, yes 
We'll get there because I own their albums yeah. on vinyl. They're so god. Talk about a band whose tone no one has replicated since. Sure. Yeah, Color yeah. Vault's guitar tone. And I know they were kind of going for like a Modest Mousy type, like early Modest Mouse type vibe. Yeah. But just they, his vocals over that tone, there's nothing else that sounds like it. Um, yeah, No Bouquet really let me down. And I, I listened to it a fuck ton before I got rid of it. Like, I really was like, come on, really sell tried. me. Yeah. Like, sell me, man. I, uh. I was, I just pulled it up to look through to be like, I like this song and I, nope. Huh. I don't think there's a song on here that I, I would go to bat for. Um, really bothered me. Hate the album art. Uh, <laughs> it's just not for me. Uh, don't want to go out on a bummer because nobody likes a quitter is a great all get out album. If you like this season, you will like it. It's just different enough. Uh, but uh, if you've never heard all get out, you need to listen to the season first. That's sure. where you need to start. So from here, Randy, I'm going to kind of let you take the reins a little bit more, mostly because this next record is the one that you own. I don't own this first one. We only own yeah. the newest one. But mostly because I also believe you are more of an active listener of this band than I am. Yeah. I am a, an appreciator of this band, but I don't listen to them on my own, though that uh, may change with one of these because... I had heard it before, but I'd never done an intense listen. And there's a couple songs on one of these. Albums. It's Blue Rev. There's a couple songs on Blue Rev that I'm yeah. like, holy fuck, this is good. Same. Like, yeah. whoa, this is good. Uh, but we're starting with uh, 2014's self-titled uh, Always album yep. out on Polyvinyl. Yeah, uh, I do. Own, it's nothing special. The record, I just have a black uh, vinyl of this. Um, but yeah, it's just a Canadian like indie pop. Uh, sort of, sh- sort of shoegazy. Uh, sort of dreamy. Not yeah. really. Like not the guitar is su- like yeah. a little bit, but it's not super. Like you don't have like long reverb tails. It's yeah. not like fuzzy. They were always sold to me as a dream pop band. Like that's just the easiest moniker to give them. But it's yeah. really that's not it. It's there's definitely there's like riffs going on now yeah, and then. So sure. it's not like it's not this huge spacey thing. Yeah, it's like kind of lo-fi i guess people a know bit always too. yeah people yeah. know always um i don't this like is my sort of portion of like my record collection that i just call like npr indie music <laughs> i mean know? that's fair which like nardwar is, music yeah i mean i've heard a lot of like great different bands from uh npr all songs considered as well um i found the band girl band which is now oh, called cool. gia band from yeah. uh that podcast or radio show as well um but yeah, this is kind of like, you know, just female vocal, uh, very chill sort of uh, record. Um, I think this one for me, I think both of them actually, they both have a lot of like really good songs. There's a lot of hits and both albums are like maybe just a little over half an hour. Yeah, the but length kinda, is great on both of them. I do kind of get a little bored though, maybe halfway. I know. got more bored with the self-title than I did with Blue Rev. Sure. I can um, see that. Yeah. I'd also, I don't know if I'd listened to the self-titled all the way through, but I realized that I knew a fuck ton of it. Yeah. Um, uh, I never was like, I have heard Archie marry me so many goddamn times Yeah, that I don't think I've ever consciously listened to the whole song Sure, because it's just always been on. So like actually sitting down and listening to it, I'm like, oh yeah, there's a reason this is a massive fucking yeah. hit. Like, no, it's a great song. It's a great yeah. song. 
That's um, probably one of my favorites. Um, Party Place is really good. I don't like that's my the favorite. way that it starts for oh, some reason, something okay. about it, but it gets super catchy. Party Places, yeah. I like the choruses more than the verse. Oh, I can see that. I can see yeah. that. Um, that, is, that is my favorite on the album, though uh, Atop a Cake is my close second. I really liked okay. that song. Then I also liked the agency group, which is right after Party Police. Oh, uh, cool. Let's listen to. Yeah, that one was sweet. Um, I really dug the opener. Um, yeah. Uh, Adult Diversion. Um, that's got the song or the line. Um, uh, oh, wait, is that? Spawn admiration of fire. Oh, no, no, that's about the song, uh, which she said is just about having like an unhealthy fixation on someone you don't know. Yeah, and like cool. having romantic feelings for someone yeah. you don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure. Um, which is interesting, also because I learned through this that her and uh, one of the guys in the band were together. Oh, really? Uh, before they like took off, and they wrote a lot of this like during that time, hmm. and they have since split, but they're still in the band together. So cool. that sounds like a nightmare, but people <laughs> right. do it, dude. People fucking do it. Yeah, I don't know how, but. Uh, I also, I don't know if it's the whole album. Um, I can fact check that real quick. It is the whole album. Uh, Chad Van Galen produced this album. Um, and Chad Van Galen is a cool uh, kind of artsy indie musician in his own right. So if yeah, you're not cool. familiar, I would, I would check yeah, him out. Yeah, not at all. Um, I think his album from, uh, yeah, 2021 is the one that um, I've spent the most time with called World's Most Stressed Out Gardener. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Check that out. But it's yeah. good stuff. I think you would dig it. Yeah, uh, overall the record is good. It's it's nine songs and it's thirty two minutes. So it's, you know it's a uh, it's a quick chef's kiss. Yeah, phenomenal. Uh, and then we get into uh, Blue Rev, um, which was a long time for them. Right? They took they took a big break, I believe. Yeah, that's so they had the one we just talked about in twenty fourteen, and then Antisocialites in twenty seventeen, which I don't know if I've listened to. Okay, and I was going to say I don't know that album at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so 17 to 2022 isn't that crazy. Uh, Five years. Throw a pandemic in there, too, I guess. Yeah, throw a pandemic in there, and yeah, yeah, I guess that's a long time. Um, Blue Rev, as coming to the band as not like a quote-unquote fan, but more just someone who knows them. Uh, I had heard this album previously because Hannah um, bought it and loves it. Uh, She's not like a huge huge always person uh just really likes them for what they are but she uh really connected with blue rev um so i've heard it a couple times but i never sat with it on my own until this listen and i like it a lot nice uh i like it a lot more than their self-titled yeah um i think there's a lot more going on stylistically uh production genre shit going on and i need to say this up front I've tweeted this and I'm going to say it out loud. The band crying and their album beyond the fleeting gales walked. So all this blue rev could run. Interesting. I don't think I've heard it. Uh, It's fucking great. But the first like two or three songs on blue rev sound exactly like fucking crying. Huh. Uh, and that is a compliment because Crying is a phenomenal band and I think they have also disbanded uh, or they have not been active since that album came out in like 2016. Uh, we'll get there. I own the record, so you'll hear it eventually. But Sweet. Um, 
the pharmacist like stra- is straight up sounds like a crying song. Hmm. Again, not a diss, just a fact. Because uh, I love crying, so therefore, the second I heard it, I was like, oh, shit, I'm in for a good time. They yeah. do way more shit on this album than just that, yeah, though. Yeah. It's a good um, opener, though, for sure. Damn good opener. Like, wow, good yeah. opener. Uh, and then Easy On Your Own is, like, super infectious yep. after that. Really fucking dug that. After the earthquake. Um, I really liked uh, the energy shift of this one with the others. Mm-hmm. Tom Verlaine was cool. Uh, I had to get a, I was like, I know that name. That's the guy from television, the band oh, television. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, looked that up. And then dude, the song for me on this album. And I was waiting. I kept waiting for it to be topped, but pressed on here mm-hmm. has some cure vibes, a little spookier, vibe, a little darker. Nice. Vibe. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Ooh. <laughs> Oh, love it. Very new wavy. Oh, fucking love that. I listened to that song quite a bit. Nice. Yeah, I dug that a lot. I think the only track on here that like kind of did nothing for me is Many Mirrors. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's just very breezy. It just felt like a always song. Like a, sure, like the self-titled. This is, yeah. yeah like here's an always song. Um, yeah. Uh, Hannah's favorites, uh, well, from the last one is Party Police, but. Um, from this is Pomeranian Spinster. Okay. Yeah, and, that's a good one too. Uh, which I liked a lot and very online guy. <laughs> nice. <laughs> which the lyrics are great. You should <laughs> check out the lyrics for very online guy. Yeah. Uh, Tile by Tile is a really cool synth jam type song. Um, I don't know, man. This like, uh, what track is it? Lottery Noise also has, she does like the lower register of her voice mm-hmm. and it could make me melt. Like, I, I don't know why. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, that's just so good. Yeah. Like, to listen to that one again. Yeah. Lottery Noise and Pressed are the ones. And those go low. She does the lower vocal in Pressed as well. It's yeah. just like, ooh. I don't know. I don't, it's kind of like Nico, I guess, of like sure. Velvet Underground Nico. Yeah. I do love a uh, lower register vocal. Oh, it's so good, dude. Yeah. Like, an, oh, she hits a high on one of these fucking songs. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. I think I'm literally hearing it in my head right now but oh my god did i not make a note did i not make a note of it because that's oh no no it's in velveteen the high note at the end is insane insane crazy fucking high note like wow kudos (laughs) do not know how you're doing that um and I, this does end on an outro track, not like an actual track. So okay, technically, yeah, yeah. La- Lottery Noise is like the last song. And then it's like an odd, like kind of hymnally hmm. outro. Uh, that's cool. Um, it's fine. It's fine. So I guess there's yeah. two songs on here. Where I'm like, eh. Yeah. It's, it's the very last track. It's and, funny. Uh, this is like the same length, but there's 14 songs on this. Yeah, I know. Record. It's crazy. Yeah. And it's also funny because it's, 38 minutes, right? Roughly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's 14 tracks. Uh, the Claude album is 14 tracks and this album's 10 minutes longer. <laughs> Ours <laughs> is 28 minutes. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's how you fucking do it, my friends. We have released three singles from the album and I think it's, well, at this point the album's out. But the... the it's like a third of the record. We've released three singles and I think that's three and a half minutes of music. <laughs> it's great. It's good stuff. It's cool. I put out a uh, 18 minute LP once. So I respect the hell out of it. <laughs> yeah. 
I only start getting squirrely when it's uh, uh, under 15 and costs more than $20 on vinyl. Yeah. Then I start getting fucking annoyed. Because I can justify, hey, this is a this is a twenty minute record. It costs twenty five bucks. I'm like, yeah, that, whatever, that's fine. Yeah. Hey, this is a ten minute long record. It's forty dollars. I'm like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Not interested. And I'm looking at a handful of. I don't know if it's the bands or the labels or the record store. I don't know what's doing it. <sighs> I think it's a mix of all of it. Yeah, records are uh, very expensive these days. It seems. Yeah, they are. They are. Well. <laughs> don't get into the uh hobby of record collecting if you want to uh save Have your money. money yeah i uh it's it it's something i do when i'm stressed it's bad sure yeah, i yeah. get stressed i'm like i need to get out of the house what, what am i gonna do i don't drink all right i'll go to a record shop yeah well i'm not drinking so i can spend money on a record <laughs> like, it, it's yeah. just like <laughs> i mean that math adds up to me it it ultimately does, but in the moment when you're like, ah, yes, retail therapy feels good, and then you get home and you're like, I didn't need to spend eighty dollars today. Sure. Yeah. yeah. But then you're like, well, I would have if I went to a bar. So like, yeah, it's dumb. It all equals out, but blah blah yeah. blah, blah. I mean, that's what I did. You know, growing up too, I would uh, spend a lot of money on CDs at first, and then uh, you know, DVDs and Blu-rays, and then records, and then uh, I never went out. I did drinking th- and stuff. Yeah. For. 29 years of my life. So I just, it all went into physical media. So there you go. You know, people are taking things uh, off of streaming services they now are. and just disappearing stuff. So us it's nice physical to have kings. Your physical stuff. Our phys- us physical kings still have a lock on that shit. I got rid of a fuck ton of movies years back, but I didn't get rid of like stuff that I knew was weird or harder to find. So I still Same. own like two, 300 movies physically. Yeah. Um, and I own over a hundred of a hundred, over a hundred of those are criterion releases. Yeah. So like I, we've got some stuff on lock. It always makes me laugh though. Cause like my friends will be like, Oh yeah, I just rented this from Videodrome. And I'm like, I'm glad you're supporting a local Institute, but I own this. You can just like hit me up. True. I own like every, Oh, I want to go on a deep dive. I own that directors and like filmography. Like why don't yeah. you just ask? It's <laughs> funny. It is funny. They, they'll never listen, but whatever. Yeah. Videodrome needs the support anyway. True that. So that was, that was kind of quick. Yeah. But we did it. Seven albums. <laughs> it was a little easier because none of these are uh, all-time favorites. Um, and, sure. And uh, not necessarily ones that um, have a ton of, like, lore or, like, backstory to dive into. Um, yeah. Is that all, every album? Has one of history, them is in mostly but, all French, so it's yeah. kind of hard to dive into. And yeah, and like I don't know the culture of the. T- I don't know anything. <laughs> don't you fucking <laughs> understand? I don't know anything. Uh, it's also like the uh, Tim Robinson sketch where he's trying to drive. He's like, I don't know what I'm doing, and I'm fucking scared. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I'm doing, and I'm fucking scared. Yeah, that's pretty much what's going on here <laughs> at all times. So yeah, that wraps up uh, this time. Randy, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Oh, yeah? Would you prefer we jump to you or we stay with me? Uh, we can stay with you for another, another episode. W- okay, yeah. cool. So with that, next week, we're going a little lighter. We're going five albums. This is going to be a little easier to digest. We're going to start with Amber Arcades. Fading Lines. Are you familiar with this? 
just the name. The name. Yeah. Um, I uh, know this because of this is a Hannah record. Okay. Um, I know this because of her. Uh, I could not name a single thing from it. When I listen to it again, I am sure I'll be like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, to like a handful of songs. But currently, have no fucking idea what this sounds like. <laughs> Um, I know it's a uh, female vocalist and in the indie realm, I, I, cool. uh, that's all I know. So potential that I might like it. I, I think you'll probably, yeah. you and Hannah, I feel like have a lot of crossover. Yeah. Um, so a lot of her stuff, while I like, you may even appreciate more than I do. Sure. Um, and then we've got Eamon Dunes Freedom. Are you familiar with Eamon Dunes? <laughs> Just by name as well. Cool. Uh, I'm not, they actually have a pretty extensive discography that I was, I didn't realize how long they've been around. Um, not since the seventies, but for, for a while, um, this is the only album that I like really know by them. And I really like it. Uh, it's very good released on sacred bones. So, you know, it's oh, good. Cool. Sacred yeah, bones yeah. is the good shit. And then we have got LP one, LP two, LP three, all self-titled records by American football. Nice. I was talking shit on emo, and now we're going to the king. Getting baby. into it. Um, this is going to be fun because I have a very outsider opinion on my favorite American football record. Oh, interesting. Uh, and I, I think I'm right. <laughs> I, I think I only know the one that everyone loves. So the first one. Yeah. Yeah. The first one. Uh, yeah, the comeback album, the first album came out like 99, I want to say, and then they didn't release another one until 2016. Um, so Damn. it was a very long time. Um, the, res- the, the reception of that comeback album is very mixed. And then their third album, uh, was much more warmly received. Hmm. Um, I have a, I have a snaking suspicion <laughs> when you re-listen to these, you don't own any of them, right? Uh, no. Okay. Um, and you only really know the first one. I have a sneaking suspicion that you, I feel like LP3 may be your bag. Cool. Feel like that. I'm still not telling you exactly what mine is. I may have told you previously, but I'm not going to say it on air yet. But I feel like it might be LP3. Sweet. Yeah. Hmm. I think you've had a good uh, guesses so far as to Decent which albums guesses. I'll, I'll dig decent guesses i was most uh curious with like against me and ajj and stuff because that was so uh of a time sure um and for this one i was curious about alkaline trio but um i i genuinely do forget like your history in california punk so it's like okay yeah you know this shit like regard if you don't know yeah. it you still know it like yeah it's very of that time it's on so. the periphery exactly um so yeah this time around uh i think you're i think you're actually going to like every single album uh i think amen dunes and lp3 may be the standouts for you cool so i'm very curious if if i'm right uh and none of these are over 50 minutes nice which is very Love nice that. um they all the longest two are 47 minutes long so not bad love it uh any updates randy anything to tell the class uh i don't think so no by the time this airs it'll be uh, a lot later than it is currently but yeah our yes. episode is are finally uh, live now and hopefully by the time you're listening to this you can find it everywhere almost everywhere yeah we are on spotify i know that yep so I don't know. Others? <laughs> Others? catchers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just search the vinyl floor. There's nothing else called it. 
Sure. There's nothing else called it and in podcasts. if you podcasts. Google it, you're not going to find uh, images <laughs> of vinyl flooring. <laughs> nope, not at all. Uh, and I actually, I will do a uh, homework and correction of myself from the beginning of this episode. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Correcting myself in real time. Uh, this uh, is roughly going to air on like the 15th okay. of yeah. August. We will not be on tour. We will be leaving for tour this week. We are oh, leaving nice. for tour on uh, Friday, the 18th, my friends. And um, I would love to see y'all. We are uh, going up the East Coast. We are playing Asheville at Static Age on the 18th. On the 19th, we will be in Richmond, Virginia, playing another round for Crash Fest. On the 20th, we are going to be in Baltimore playing a house show at this place called Uranus. <laughs> Uh, then we are going to be, uh, in Philly at the bread box on the 21st, New York city on the 22nd at Kingsland. Then, uh, the 23rd, we are going to be in New Jersey at the meat locker. Oh the- shit. That place is still around. I guess so. I played there in like 2009. Fuck. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. That we don't, uh, as of this recording, we hopefully know the lineup, but right now I don't. Sure. Uh, yeah, but yeah. we do have the room reserved. That's wild. <clears throat> Uh, then the 24th, we're going to be in, uh, Columbus, Ohio at dirty dungarees. Then we will be in, uh, Nashville, hopefully. Uh, once again, as of this recording, uh, we have a lineup, but the room isn't secure. The guy has not gotten back to me. Uh, this has been long announced at this point. (laughs) Um, uh, then on the 26th, we are playing, uh, high tone in Memphis. We're playing the small room. And we are ending the run on the 27th at Sage's Garage, DM for the address. And uh, that is in Greenville, South Carolina. And I'm going to call this lineup out specifically because we are playing with New York City's premier grinders, Thin, uh, which if you haven't heard, check them out. They're really rad. Uh, Sick hardcore bands, uh, Reviler in Such Cruelty, and our very good friends, this is why I wanted to call it out, our very good friends in Slug Crust, one word, Slug Crust. Uh, if you all aren't familiar with them, they are Southern Fried Grind and it fucking rules. Um, very good friends of myself and the Clot clan, so definitely check them out. Uh, that is the Clot tour for now. We will also have our album release show in town this month uh, on August 31st. And that nice. will also feature our friends in Slug Crust and other locals, uh, the heavy fucking doomers, uh, lost hours and, uh, hardcore rippers, Popeyes. Sweet. Yeah. And that's going to be at the Earl on, uh, August 31st. Nice. So that's pretty much all I got. Uh, vinyl should, should be out. Uh, pick that up if you want it. Tapes, vinyl, CD, yeah, merch, uh, support the boys. Uh, uh, what's that email again, Randy? The vinyl floor ATL at gmail.com. And just want to say that I also have been to the Kingsland. Oh, cool. Uh, nice. Venue in New York City. That's where I saw Roswell Kid. Oh, word. That's a cool spot. Oh, yeah. cool. Sweet. Uh, I, yeah, I'm not super familiar with it, but I had to build that lineup and it was a real pain oh, really? in the ass. Uh, but the two bands that I got on early were really cool and they like worked well with me to be like, I don't know if this is going to work, <laughs> but, but they stayed and it's cool. Nice. Um, sweet. I'm looking forward to it. I'm actually going to see an old coworker 
um, who hit me up when we announced the tour and was just like that. You guys are playing New York on my birthday. I'll see you then. And I was All like, right. oh, sick. Cool. Uh, so this tour is just bringing everybody together. Hell That's yeah. Nice. You can find us on social. I was going to say socials, but it's just social uh, on Instagram. I'm not doing threads, Randy. I'm not currently either. I'm not. Well, I, I say that. Yeah. I say I'm not. And then I might down the line. I'm not doing it right now. I got blue sky. Cause I got an invite code. Sure. And I'm not doing anything else. Yeah. I didn't even know blue sky was a thing. So it's Twitter. Like it is Twitter. Yeah. Just, it's not Twitter. Huh. And nobody is on it because you got an invite code. And yeah, it's, annoying. it's like the early days of Facebook, I guess when it was like only college people. True. Um, but yeah, you can find us on Instagram at the vinyl floor podcast. Uh, shoot us a message, give us a follow. Uh, not, not, not going to be a super active page, really just kind of updating you about, uh, the episode. But once y'all start reaching out to us, maybe we'll have to be a little bit more active. How about that? Sure. Mm, how does that sound? Sounds, Sounds great. Good. <laughs> All right. I'm looking forward to next week. I actually really, uh, really, there's two albums here that I'm excited to sit with again, um, because I haven't listened to them in a minute and I really like them. Um, so we'll see how they hold up for you. Sweet. Yeah, looking forward to it. And with that, y'all, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and we will talk to you next week.